RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. <laughs> there you go. Is that better? We are That's now in better. Consultivation. And we, if you just heard us talking there, as we cut the sound in, we were talking about how close we are to Doug's head. So, Doug, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Um, Doug, you were, on the, you were on the show earlier in the season, weren't you? I believe so. I have been on the show before, but I couldn't swear to you which episode it was. You know, Dave, it's funny you say that because that was definitely one of my favorite shows. (laughs) No, I'm serious because, you know, the two of them were back and forth and you could just see the team there and how well they work together. So I love that show. No, I have to tell you, it was fun, wasn't it? And I, I think what I love about the conversations that we have, quite often, prior to the show, when you talk to people and say, listen, come on the show, etc." Eric, what I find is people are really nervous about the value they can add, aren't they? I understand them being nervous, but really all we are asking is for share your experiences. And that's what I think the best part of consultivation has been both season one and two is the stories that people share because they're live examples it's like what people actually have lived through and to me that's the most valuable having the stories right we always talk about you need to have a story and everyone that's come on has shared great stories so doug what are you going to say my friend well i mean i think cynthia was on here and we were talking about working together and uh, i have a blessed situation where I get to spend a enormous amount of time with my partner and who happens to also be my wife and yet we work very well together. I know a lot of people say I could never do that but it's worked real well for us. Yeah and, and, and you, you were with us talking specifically back then about working with your partner via a framework and it yep. was really great to hear firsthand um, on consultation yeah. about the importance of framework plays in, in keeping a marriage in the right space. Yeah, we, we know our roles because of the framework. And so we know who gets to make the final say if we don't agree on something, which doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while, then then we know who, who wins that battle because the framework tells us who wins that battle. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. So look, looking back at some of our episodes, so. Uh, you know, last week was very, so week before last was very different yes. when we talked about starting a creative business uh, in a pandemic. I mean, that that sounds almost nuts, but that was a great conversation, wasn't it? Of an entrepreneur just going, to hell with it, I'm going to do this. What did you think of that? I, I thought it was a great conversation. And, you know, I was very sad that I couldn't connect that day. My sound wasn't working, but I had just come back from Italy from my daughter's wedding. And I thought a lot of what she talked about, I could relate to mm-hmm. and in just the planning of the wedding and everything. But, you know, I just thought, you know, her perspective on, you know, having that passion 
about whatever it is you're doing, then it's not work, right? And you could see it in when she talked about her passion for this new business that she just started in the middle of, you know, a historical event. Um, she was great. She was great and so upbeat and positive and I love that energy. And I think we had that from a lot of our guests that were on the show, but she really, you know, demonstrated that the most. Yeah, you could feel it. She, yeah. Yeah. The passion was there and you could just feel it as she talked. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. No, it was a great message. And if you, if you think about some of these episodes and, you know, I, maybe I should have given you the controls today, Eric, to capture some of these. <laughs> but we'll, we'll definitely do that after the show is over. But you, you, particularly today's episode, you know, just having the courage to start a business mm -hmm. uh, and you know, answering the what if question is a great message from Michelle's show. A week before that, we had Tammy. I think I, I spoke to Tammy alone. And, yes. Uh, Tammy really surprised me. Uh, she really did surprise me. Not because of what Tammy does, but because of what she spoke about. Um, have you ever heard of a salon business uh, coming up with a guest service for anxiety? I know. It was amazing. What was so obvious is how much she cares about her employees. Yeah. It, it just, it flowed over. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And uh, yeah, she's, that's the kind of person she is though. I've met Tammy before and she just has so much passion about people. And, and to, to contrast that, Doug, do you remember, do you remember what Tammy was like on consult training in Denver? Uh, I do. Over the days. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the that show demonstrated to me why she's so successful in everything that she does. And at the class, while she was very pleasant and nice, she was so much more reserved yeah. <laughs> at the class than, than what she is in real life, so to speak. So, uh, you know, as we reflect on the season, I, I've just got to say one thing, even though I wish Kevin was here, but he's not. But I've got to tell you, I love his insight. Kevin is always seems to be, <clears throat> excuse me, spot on with whatever's being discussed. And I really enjoy his perspective. And he always seems to have an experience of working with a client that is very relatable to the topic that we're talking about at the time. So. That's one of the things that I just reflecting back on the season that I thought about that he's invaluable to this to this uh, consultation discussion and hopefully he joins us in a little bit. Yeah, I believe Kevin Turner will be with us about half past the hour. Uh, and Doug, did you hear that? Did you hear? Um, did you actually hear Eric saying something positive about Kevin? I, I didn't. Did <laughs> it's gone. Hey. I was giving him some soul else. food. I was giving soul food without him being here. <laughs> yeah, it went in this year, didn't it, Doug? It went straight out that one. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, oh, I think he has got a unique perspective. And Kevin has shared on many different episodes of some of the things he's done. And having somebody just come along and say, well, what about it? What about this perspective? And it leads us beautifully into the, into the episode, which was all about congruency. Yes. Where, where Debbie joined us. What did you think of that episode, Eric? Well, first of all, it made me look up in the dictionary what congruency really meant. So I, I now <laughs> understand what that means. But it's I, I think it's important, right? 
you know, we often talk about, you know, in the framework and a lot of our lessons that we teach leaders is that, you know, you want to be able to demonstrate what you, you're trying to preach, right? You have to actually demonstrate the behaviors and the things that you want. And so to have congruency, you have to have that. You have, you know, the leader, it's number one principle of the seven leadership principles. And uh, I think it's important. And Doug, in your experience, as we recap this today, how difficult is it sometimes for business owners or leaders to stay congruent under pressure? I think um, if, if they don't have a solid foundation of who they are and where they're going, it's very difficult. If they have that foundation, um, it's not. And, and I think that, th that that is what the whole framework's about. And if you ha that gives you that foundation. Yeah. And when things aren't going quite the way you expected them to go or want them to go or whatever, that you fall back into that foundation and it's not hard to continue to find a way to go forward and go through it. And uh, I think that it, it, it's a, the, the stress of a difficult situation shows you how solid that foundation is or how, how cracked up it is and how easy it is to kind of shift in the sand, so to speak. Like the Bible, I guess, would say, you know, build a house on shifting sand, it collapses. Um, and and uh, that, that being congruent, being consistent, having the accord among your team members because they know what you're trying to achieve. All those things uh, are demonstrated in times of stress. I love I love that point. I, I love what he just said, this, what Doug just shared with us, because, you know, we talk about the framework, we reference it, but there's probably people watching this that haven't been through the process of building their own framework and don't totally understand it. But it's really a process that does exactly what Doug said, right? It's going to build the foundation so that you can build a really successful business that is going to be the best version that it possibly can be. So I love that you brought up that point, Doug. And I think it's vital because you you often think, I, I, I've repeated this a few times in the last, you know, several, I don't know how many episodes we've put out now, but it's, it's close to 50 something uh, and more. And I, I, the amount of times you ask a leader in America, particularly you say, hey, what's your vision of tomorrow? And it shouldn't be a decision on the hoff or on the hop it should be what do you remember it to be what does our framework say and then actually together you can say is it relevant as it alters is there a difference uh, as opposed to as it's national copy day though. is that right it's what national copy day it is, an, it, is a, it is in the United States, and so, you know, i got to have my coffee all day. So. so let's assume Doug's coffee is rotten. Will it change his answer to the vision question? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so I, I love that framework reference about being able to be much clearer about where your whole story is going uh, based on work you've already done. Yeah. Well, and, and so our team just grew by one. She actually starts next Monday uh, and she lives in another state, but she will be working full time for us. And, it, you know, the framework allowed us to do that hiring process 
We knew exactly which person to hire because she met the values that we have, that we built through our framework. And we know that she fits right in immediately. Dave's had an opportunity to meet her on one of our calls where we were discussing our framework, a piece, a piece of that framework, because we constantly work on it. And he can see that she plugs in perfectly. But, the, you know, it's just everything about your business is so much easier when you know what that is, what that framework, what those values, what your mission, all those things are at all eyes back together. It was very simple. We had some great candidates, but when it came down to it, uh, it, it became easy to choose which one plugged in the best because that framework's pretty clear in our minds. It's interesting that you bring that up because I had a conversation yesterday with um, a referral partner of mine and he has another business that, you know, he was talking about employment challenges and whatnot. And what he said, which is something I've always preached is, you know, he went out and hired at first, he was hiring people with experience. And then he was learning that that was a big mistake. And now his focus is on who they are and the values that they hold because you could teach them how to do the job, but if they don't have the values that you want, it's hard to change who they are. So very much what you're talking about, Doug, it's very interesting. I've always said that, you know, I'd rather hire the person for who they are and because you can't change them. You just, mm -hmm. as much as you try, it's very difficult, but you know, the, the technical skills or the uh, skill set they need to do the job that they can learn, anyone can learn. Well, it amazes me, and I don't know what it's like in the UK with COVID and everything, but here, everybody I talk to, all my clients that I'm working with, you know, they all want to say, I'm having a problem finding people, you know, yeah. and yet we decided we need another person. I put an ad out. We clearly define what we were looking for, the minimum standards that we required. We had 19 candidates in 48 hours, and of the 19, six qualified, and of the six, we chose the one that best met our values. It wasn't hard at all. Yeah. You know, so I'm not sure. I think they have a problem finding people because they don't know what they need. They don't know what they want because they haven't really clearly got a grasp of what that framework is for themselves and their business. And I've tried to explain, this is why we need to get together and spend more time together on this issue because you're struggling because you don't understand what your frame, you know, what your values are, what your framework is. You don't have a foundation. Well, then it is hard. It's hard to do anything. But if that's clear and defined well in your mind, the the other pieces fit. And Dave's always said this to us. RLC has been very, very good to us over the years. Dave, he's always said, when an issue comes up, if you go back to your framework, you know the answer. Yeah. It's already there. You've written it out. It's already done for yeah. you. Quit, quit trying to make it new and different. Go back to your framework and the answer's there. And it's it, it is absolutely true. And that's the one thing that, that I think that we, the strongest thing that we have to say is the best thing we can add a value to anybody's business or anybody's life, quite frankly. And uh, Dave's added to mine and, and my partners, and we're very, very happy to have that piece of the puzzle resolved. Though we constantly work on it, we wanna make sure that we're staying uh, as best we can with what's going on and the team members that we have, but uh, we, we have that clearly defined in our minds. Yeah. It's, it's a great message, Doug, because it makes congruency easier. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you know, we're talking about 
just just in that one episode, we got really deep into value congruency. And I, I don't know why I stumbled on the word congruency there, but we got really deep into it, didn't we, Eric? We did, we did. And, and Debbie was super animated. These things are easier when you know what your own boundaries are. Um, and, you know, coupled to that, the episode before, we had an explosive episode with Marty from Stellarange, who's a good friend of ours, uh, and somebody we all know, uh, who turned up with his Napoleon Hill uh, influences going through his veins that day about <laughs> his 13 success principles that he lives to. Um, yes. And that was a wonderful episode. Before I thought that was a fabulous episode. I never expected that, but Martin did an unbelievable job. I thought and, that was a great you know, All of us are teachers and students of one shape or another. Yep. And I, I remember immediately on my next bike ride, pulling up one of the books that he was drawing his inspiration from, making sure I was so sharp. Um, because he sharpened the saw that day, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. his own version. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned Debbie, and I just have to make a comment here. You know, I know you're working on the next version of your book, and I saw her foreword that she wrote, and she talked about the yin and the yang of you two. And when she's on the show, I love that aspect because she does look at things differently. And um, I love that perspective. I think it's been very valuable when she's been on the show this year. I think that's really wonderful to say, but... Oh. <laughs> He's cutting himself off. Is Debbie working the controls? <laughs> totally. But I do agree. And it's it, it's a wonderful blend. And, yes. you know, that she, she is right. And there is a beautiful balance. You know, we were joking with our children while we were away about how often somebody will say, Dave, what you said is really inspiring. Debbie, what did he mean? And it's a wonderful, wonderful balance. I, I see Debbie as the whetstone to your knife. <laughs> I know Cynthia is to mine. <laughs> so yeah. Keep keeps you on, keeps you sharp. That is entirely true, Doug. Um, <laughs> then we had a bit of a belter before that, didn't we? We met with um, uh, almost a bit of consultation royalty, the, the the power of shared thinking in association with Chatham House and Lisa O'Daly, and she brought us into this whole idea of looking at things in simple terms from the side and looking at the economy of conflict. I mean, who has ever done that? Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a special session with her. It really was. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was particularly proud. Again, though, going back to something we shared earlier, people of all walks and shapes and life and sizes, I think I said that muddled, but I think you know what I meant, um, just anxious about is what they're going to say going to make a difference and so far just recapping a few episodes the value was demonstrative wasn't it um yeah, yeah. well you you sit and think holy crow i could listen to this loads of times and pull more things out well, what, what i walked away from that one dave is you know making sure as a leader that you create a safe environment to people for people to really share what they're thinking because i think so often i've been in meetings and it's like no one will share or talk 
because they're all intimidated by, well, what's going to happen once we leave this room? Who's going to say what about what I just, the comment I just made? And that whole Chatham House rule of what's basically what's said here stays here. I love that approach. And it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a refreshing prospect to know you can say things. Yeah. Uh, no matter what they are and get and with the motivation or shared goal of getting it right yeah uh, and, and lisa gave us a real insight to you know changing conflict supply chain to change conflict economy there aren't many of us who have to think about that and that's right. just one issue that they address mm -hmm. around the world um and, and, and it was quite something we, before that, at the beginning of August, we stopped and spoke about the power of reflecting, which is interesting. Um, and why is it important to take time to reflect? Doug, let's ask that question again. Why do you take time to reflect, Doug? I just, uh, I don't know how you grow if you don't reflect. I don't, I don't know how you evaluate where you are if you don't reflect on where you were <laughs> you know i mean to me the two to reflect is is the completion of that goal the completion of that next step i don't understand how you can possibly move consistently forward if you're not spending time saying this is where i was this is where i thought i was going to be what happened how did it work what did work what didn't work you know um so I consider it to be an absolutely essential part of each goal. I was going to say each year's goal. That is my, but it can be a five-year goal. It can be a three-year goal. It can be a mm -hmm. six-week goal, you know, but to me, uh, the reflection is critical to set up that next, to do your next step. You've got to see where you went. Are you tilted a little bit, you know, uh, whatever, you know, just to, Without the reflection, I don't think that you've completed the circle of that goal step, um, uh, etc. Uh, so I, I don't know how you live without it. And I think I quoted you correctly. He almost said that, Eric, didn't he? Um, I don't know how you grow if you don't reflect on what you know. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And, yeah. and I, I think reflections also allow us to apply one of our fire starter tools eric which is perceptual positioning stopping and really thinking about mm -hmm. things from three or more perspectives yes uh, both from your own from somebody else's from somebody in the middle or even you know any other perspective a complete stranger is your view is your thought process um in the right space um, because sometimes, I don't know what you're like, I know what I'm like, you can become almost obsessive about your own idea. Yes, yes. Uh, and what's the point to that? Yeah. Well, and sometimes you need a third party's insight anyway. You could do it yourself when you're being reflective, but sometimes when you're being reflective, you go, oh, you know, I need to talk to a mentor. I need to talk to a partner. I need to talk to a team member, whatever, and get some perspective. Because like Dave was saying, sometimes you can get so focused on your own goals or mindset or aim that you miss something that somebody else will just point out to you that just like, boom, <laughs> oh yeah, gosh, I didn't yeah. even see that, you know? So, <clears throat> so part of my reflecting is to, 
bring the team in and say, hey, what does everybody think about this goal? Is this, you know, this is this is my business. It is Cynthia's business, but the, it is it affects their lives. This is our goal, our vision, our um, dream. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure that everybody's in that reflective side as part of that whole process so that we can take everybody's uh, dreams, aspirations, attitudes in and, and, and grow exactly where we want to go together. Yes. It's a good, it's a good message, Doug. And pr- prior to the episode that we were just talking about with the power of reflecting, um, we were also joined by Bob Gay. Now, um, again, we all know who Bob is, um, but I remember, I believe this episode took place in my absence, Eric, didn't it? It might have. I might have run that session, I think. Did, yeah. I, I, I believe you did, yes. Yeah. Uh, talk me through what you remember from that episode, and I'll tell you what I think in a minute, but uh, uh, talk me through what you remember about the color of the conversation. The I don't. I don't recall what you're referring to there. So Bob was talking about managing the future and being future forward. Sure. And you interviewed her about her career. Yes, yes. That was a great session with Barb. And, um, you know, she, just like Doug did, she referred back to the framework and how that helps her be future focused and being able to look out ahead and make sure that the action she's taking now has the positive impact on the future that she wants. So that was a good session. Yes, I, that's what I remember. I don't, could you have a bad session with Barb? <laughs> I mean, she seems she always seems to hit the nail on the head, kind of yeah. like you were talking about earlier um, uh, with the other person who's not here today. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, she just uh, if you're a little off, she would be one to you know, use that hammer to knock you back in line. I could see that quite simply with her. She is sharp as a tack and, yeah. and keep, has a, has a great focus. Uh, and, and I'm sure her team knows it and appreciates it. She is really sharp. I, I, I remember, uh, I started playing the episode back. So I, I don't remember where we were at the time. Um, uh, but Eric took the session beautifully and, um, her testimonial um, about her life and business and the impact she's had with us together blew me away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it blew me away because she was so open and yeah. she was so like, by the way, and, and I really admired her for just being so cavalier and intentional and at the same time, downright encouraging. Yes. Yeah, she 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 has another career as a speaker, just telling that story to groups because it is very motivational when you listen to her. Yeah, yeah, because I asked her to tell us her history, uh, her career, and you know the growth that she had. We talked about her partnership and how you know she did have a partner in her business and how that didn't work out, but you know she didn't let that change her focus and where she was heading. And I, I, you know, you have to admire that, that she was able to stay the course, even though maybe her partner didn't want to. And it, ta- it takes a certain type of person yes. uh, to, to seize control like that and change their own course. 
you know, and prior to Barb, we had Kurt talking about running a family business. Yeah. Um, and, and more importantly, a multi-generational business. So what it's been like to grow up in it, how the industry's changed, what's going on today. And I, I also remember when we were talking to Kurt, uh, he was also very clear about his framework and very clear about how he's getting through it. But I really enjoyed how we talked about different generations. Yes. And the pain that that was causing. Now, on that note, I've got to introduce the magnificent, magnanimous, mesmeric superstar himself who's joined us in the wings here. I know everyone listening is wondering who that is. Uh, hopefully, they won't be too disappointed. It's Kevin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kevin, uh, when you watch the playback or listen to it, you've got a bit of soul food halfway through the show, and I'm not going to tell you what it was. Or who it came from. Or who it came from, totally. Or even if some of us were telling people it went in one year and out the other, but you have to see for yourself. So, Kevin, we've been reflecting back on season two, and I think your timing is almost perfect because. Season two started at the half year point, Doug, didn't it? And we were talking about what was your plan for the second half of 21? Well, strangely enough, this summary is at the start of quarter four. That's not a fluke. So what's the feeling in the room today about getting ready for Q4 and looking towards next year now? Any thoughts? I, I, I actually wonder if COVID has helped people because COVID, because it's been quite a, a series of unknowns, you know, you need to have clarity for your business. So you you kind of analyze the unknowns to make them as known as possible, if you know what I mean, in a kind of changing environment. And I think that gives a, um, it gives a kind of impetus to forward planning. I know it sounds a bit weird because you know, lockdown sounds all very negative and defensive, but the business people that I talk to have used it as a as a catalyst to say, okay, what shape are we going to be in in six months' time? So, you know, at the start of Q4, Dave, as you say, starting that process, which you would normally do anyway, of doing your 2022 budgets, um, I think people are probably going to be thinking a little bit more deeper this cycle. It's interesting. I was having a conversation with a client just yesterday and she has a product that's produced, but it's produced. She moved. It used to be all in the state. She's moved some offshore. So her thinking now is I have to be thinking further out because of the supply chain issues and the the difficulty of getting product in. So you got to be planning all the time now, it seems like. And you have to be proactive and making sure that you have plans contingency plans and that's what she's done she still has relationships with manufacturers in the states and she has multiple suppliers out of the states and she's just putting all kinds of contingency plans together because who knows what's going to happen in the fourth quarter and so to to kevin's point i think that's what's important is making sure that you have a plan and you have a contingency plan yes you know i think a lot of people learned over the last 18 months 20 months that that's really valuable. Right. That was tremendous, actually. I, I want to comment on one thing, Doug. Uh, we've been picking Kevin up, and didn't he just make a bit of an entrance with some of that straight in in the deep end? <laughs> 
Sadak. Well, you've got to, haven't you? You've got to. Absolutely. Uh, we, it's we consultation. That's what it's all about. In at the deep end. You're right, Kevin. You're absolutely right. So, um, what what are you all personally doing, um, and what are your clients still saying? So, we've, Kevin, we've heard about you as uh, similar to you, Eric. So, what are you personally doing to be right in Q4? And I know Doug's got a 24 month plan, so he's in good shape. So, what what are we doing to be right as this year finishes? Well, one of the reasons we just hired someone is because when we looked at our plan, we've actually had to accelerate it. Um, um, COVID was terrible, but it actually moved our industry forward dramatically. Um, it pushed out a lot of people that needed to retire 10 years ago. It finally pushed them the rest of the way out. People are now much more uh, technology driven as in, you know even as individuals business owners are willing to allow us to work with them that way and so it allowed us to to uh, to kind of accelerate our 24-month plan uh, and we brought another person in to get ready for it so I'm I'm excited about the next quarter but I'm more excited about the next two years I mean, I think I think this is a time for opportunity for business. The business leaders that are willing to not sit around in fear are going to explode their business growth, and the others are going to get out of the way. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. There will be there will be winners and losers, Doug, um, and I think um, the timid ones are going to be losers. Um, as, as you say, Eric, you know, having contingency plans for. Uh, you know, supply chain in particular. I mean, I understand there's something like 80 mega ships now anchored off Long Beach, waiting to come into the waiting to come into the harbour. But you know, they haven't got truck drivers, they haven't got uh, dock staff, um, and, uh, and 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 that's driven partly by increased demand as we've come out of lockdown. But you know, you might think that well, maybe offshoring is not a great place to be. Um, and certainly, I've seen that in the car industry, where a lot of the um, the investment in the electric side, you know, mega battery factories, is actually going into the U.S. rather than it going to China or somewhere like that. Yeah, but it, I think I think it is a time, isn't it? To like you said uh, today, there collectively to think about your industries differently. Um, one of the things that I do concur with: COVID nineteen has forced us to be more mentally agile and flexible in looking at our businesses. And I think there's a definite need to spend this Q4 being clear about what you're going to get finished and getting ready to hit the ground running next year with the things that you want to get started and started well. Yeah, Dave, my, my priority for Q4 is really just more educational for me. I'm going to spend a lot of the quarter just um, being in different educational seminars, things like that to continue to grow my knowledge and experience so that I can be ready for the new year. That's a great activity, Eric, I have to say. Uh, personally, one of the things I'm up to is getting a few things in order in, in terms of uh, we are going to get to go to the States in this quarter, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, I believe uh, Kevin did some travel this quarter too. Um, so some really cool things are happening. But I'm ready, and I, I, I think I've seen this, um, uh, which is a whole other episode, but I'm ready to get back into racing and cyclos uh, and some sporting events I like doing. And 
And this this season, Q4, personally, is the time to put the yards in and, and to stay in a certain zone. And then the, the season that comes straight after Christmas is another zone. And you'll hear RLC talking about next year socially, socially specifically, about seasons in your life throughout the year and thinking about, are you treating them all the same? Because they're not. So, so what are the subtleties, depending on where you live, that you need to adjust, modify and edit so you can be at your optimal in your business? (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Any final thoughts then on the summary of season two? And then any final thoughts on what we were talking about in the last few minutes? Anybody? Yeah. I think um, I'll chime in there, Dave. The, the, the one feature about season two that I've loved is our interviewing of the entrepreneurs we've had on the programme. Um, that's been fantastic. It's great to hear about people's journey through life and journey through business. And uh, some of them were truly inspirational. And I'd like to thank them for being on the show. They're all they're all a bit nervous, as I as I recall. But you know, we're just a you know bunch of pussycats. So. Um, they all they ended up having a great time, and we talked about some really serious, serious issues. Yes, I agree. I would agree, I would agree, Mr. Turnbull. That's the first. That's all. Thank you for that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> all about all about relative reality, Kev. Um, whatever that is. Uh, any any final thoughts, Doug, about the, the season two that we've been talking about? Well, I have to agree with Kevin. Those um, podcasts were very good to listen to. I missed most of the season. You guys had the season when it, I had a team conflict, and one of our foundational ish, you know, deals is you don't miss team issues. You know, so uh, we had a team uh, thing during that period of time. But as I listened to those podcasts, those interviews were outstanding. I thought both Eric and Kevin did great jobs leading when they were in charge. Uh, Dave, of course, um, is always an excellent leader. Uh, I thought you guys did a really, really good job. I thought second season was outstanding, and I look forward to season three. Uh, I will say that I, I think, I think we are in a outstanding time to be in the consulting area. People have opened up because they now understand that things can happen in their lives that they weren't planning for and they need help and they need to understand how to better position themselves. Um, And, you know, Eric was talking about having, you know, working with a person that's having contingency plans. Well, you need contingency plans in every area of your business. You don't know what's going to happen in your life. You don't know about your health. You don't know about your, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it doesn't take a pandemic to throw something off. So now's a great time. Uh, to set people's foundations and and help them launch the next couple of years, and I think I think uh, we all should be excited about it and looking forward to it. That's a great message, Doug, and and, and I love your statement. It's a great time to be in the consult space. And RLC, remember, we consult, we create, and we coach. And as Eric did say earlier on in the episode, we spend our time creating best version businesses, people, and teams. And if that's something yeah. that interests you, get in touch with us well i have to tell you before we go into season three next week we've got a sponsor 
<laughs> Kevin, I was really under, <laughs> under it. Um, I'm delighted to tell you that Radish Modern Business Accounting and Advisory is going to sponsor us uh, for the next quarter. It's going to help us see this year out and at least the first week of next year. Um, super excited about that. Uh, and we're going to continue with the things that have been working in the show. So the interviews that you've all talked about, we're going to continue doing those. And we're also going to bring um, a little bit of messaging into the show just to interrupt the flow occasionally. And every other episode, every few episodes, of course, there'll be a complete surprise as usual. Um, for now, though, <laughs> delighted to tell you that news. Um, and one last thing, Eric, Kevin and Doug, what are you doing in this quarter personally to be at your best? Eric, have you partially answered? Yes, I did partially answer. What else are you doing? What else am I doing? I'm trying to, um, you know, the, this quarter is when we start seeing the snowfall in the mountains. So one of my goals is to get as many days skiing in this year as I possibly can. Because you got to take care of your body as well. It's not just the mind, but the rest of the physical part of your body. So that's what I'm focusing on. It's a really great shot, firing up your physical field game and yep. in order to harness your spiritual and emotional. Doug, over to you. What's one thing you'll do? Well, you just, uh, you, you kind of just browsed over. I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, refocus on my spiritual health. Uh, it's in good a good position but sometimes that's the part that as we get busier in work and and life that tends to slip off and not get paid attention to so i'm trying to have a make a conscious um, intentional uh, action to really focus on my spiritual health so that it doesn't slip during this next quarter as we've uh, as our team is working on on um, on our growth objectives for the next couple of years and so that that is kind of an area that i'm focusing on and spending a, a more time on uh, uh like i said on an intentional basis and really really focusing on that quiet time that i start my day off with that's excellent and eric a final word from you sir i know um, it's, it's kevin it's kevin isn't it it's not you eric it's kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, well i'll be working on my emotional health and the key driver of that is when I get my radish T-shirt and baseball cap. And uh, the, the, the joy I'm going to have wearing those is going to be fantastic. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that is a fantastic challenge. Uh, and when I talk with uh, our said sponsor tomorrow, I will be asking for the delivery date, Kevin. <laughs> exactly. Good when, man, good man. Yeah, and I think I've just written the. Did you say a radish base call? <laughs> anyway, um, so this has been Consultivation. We have been talking with Doug and Eric and Kevin, who joined us towards the end of the show, about the reflections on season two. You'll see when we publish this out on the social media channels on Friday, there are 12 clear statements that were made as we look back at those episodes. And as Kevin said a moment ago, thank you to everyone who's contributed to this season and some of the fantastic conversations that have been had. Eric, Kevin and Doug, thank you for your support today on this episode finale for season two. Roll on season three. Yes, Absolutely, let's, let's go forward. Looking forward to it. Absolutely, that's exactly the right message. 
and we will see you all in the next season. All it leaves me to say is every success with your learning. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.